This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And an amazing Wednesday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Stephen Strom here. Marlins with a much-needed victory over the Cincinnati Reds. They win 3-2 to two in Game 2 of this set. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, everybody can exhale. The Marlins snap a five-game losing streak here in Cincinnati tonight. They collect their 25th one-run victory of the season. They come from behind for the 29th time here in 2023. And it was a dramatic two-out, two-run home run by Jorge Soler in the top of the seventh inning. That propels the Marlins to a 3-2 victory over the Cincinnati Reds. And it knots up this three-game series at one apiece with Game 3, the rubber match hanging in the balance tomorrow afternoon at 12.35. This is the 10th inning show with Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff. And, Rod, you know what? I think it's very fair, before we talk about Jorge Soler, that we discuss the performance turned in by Braxton Garrett here tonight. He truly was great. You know, first I want to start with the team, though. Yes. I mean, I want to start with the team because they had a meeting last night, and they talked amongst themselves. Skip Schumacher did not know what went on in the meeting, but apparently they just talked about playing the game the right way, playing with conviction. They're in a really good spot. They're almost in a wild card situation, and I thought they came out and played that way. You look at Braxton Garrett, he was tremendous today. He gives the team a chance to win every single night, and he doesn't have great stuff, but he's got good stuff, and he knows how to execute. This Reds, this Reds team, this is a good Reds team against left-handed pitching. Yeah. The middle of the order, they do damage. They hit some balls hard against him, but he continued to throw strikes. He didn't shy away from the contact, and the defense made some plays behind him tonight. Joey Wendell was stellar tonight. He made some nice plays. It has not been going well, but the Marlins got a total team effort. They didn't score eight runs tonight, but they got great pitching. They got just enough offense, and their big boy, you call him the aircraft carrier, Jorge Soler, carries him here tonight. It's just a great team win. Now, uh, let me ask you about Braxton Garrett. What did you see from him tonight? Again, this is not an easy place to pitch. He threw strikes. I mean, he just threw a lot of strikes. I mean, four pitches in the very first inning, and that told Braxton Garrett the kind of game that he had to pitch today. That first inning, the four pitches, everybody swinging at the first pitch, told him and Nick Fortes they had to be a little bit better with their first pitch strikes, and they were that. He was tremendous today. I just like his stuff. He pitches inside. He fades that changeup away. He changes eye levels up top, and he mixes in that cutter every now and then off the hands of the right-handed batters. Feels like we've talked and we've been talking for weeks now about the Marlins needing one big swing, whether it's a home or a, a two-out single, something to propel him to win. Jorge Soler provided that tonight. He sure did. I mean, he was in that leadoff spot, and he – carried the team today and yeah. he can carry this team for stretches of a week at a time when he gets hot he did that at the beginning of the season he had some tremendous at bats home run to right center field that's when he's at his best base hit the left field and another base hit up the middle so when he's staying up the middle and staying on the baseball he's as dangerous as any right-handed hitter in the game Nick Fortes caught a beautiful game today had a nice throw down to third base, a throw out a would-be base stealer. Jazz made a nice play in center field really early. Wendell made three nice plays. Ooh. We saw Bell with a hustling double. 
they played with a different energy tonight. They've got to find a way to carry it over. You're only good as your next day starting pitcher. Well, it's going to be quick. You don't sleep fast tonight. Yeah, Johnny Quato versus Graham Ashcraft tomorrow. Rod, as always, uh, it's nice to get a win with you, buddy, and I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. All right, boss. All right, that's Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ball game here tonight featured Luke Weaver in Braxton Garrett. We were scoreless after an inning of play. As Rod alluded to, it was a four-pitch bottom of the first inning, four strikes for Braxton Garrett. In the top of the second inning with two outs, Jake Berger doubled, and that brought Joey Wendell to the dish. He's awaiting the 2-2 pitch. Here it is. Wendell swings, line drive through the left side, and the base hit. That's going to chase Steer all the way to the wall. Wendell's got a double. Berger scores easily. Miami leads 1-0 here in the second. So the Marlins get a run in the top of the second, but the Reds would get it right back in the bottom of the second. Spencer Steer with a leadoff single. Kevin Newman reached on a fielder's choice. And then after a strikeout burr by Christian Encarnacion Strand, T.J. Friedel had an opportunity to knock things up at one aside for the Reds in the bottom of the second. A strike away from getting out of the inning. And Friedel swings, hits it in the air down the left field line. De La Cruz is not going to get there. Scoring from second after the wild pitch is Newman. And now a throw comes in towards second base. And Friedel is safe at second base with an RBI double with two outs here in the bottom of the second inning. Looked like he might have got dinged up a little bit. It's a 1-1 ball game. It was Friedel that got them going. In it would stay that way until the bottom of the fifth inning tonight. Luke Weaver went four and a third, a lot of run, five hits, one walk, six strikeouts for the Cincinnati Reds. In the bottom of the fifth inning, leading things off in a 1-1 ball game, facing Braxton Garrett was the right fielder, Stuart Fairchild. 2-2 pitch, and that is blooped in the air. Shallow right field. Sanchez is on the run still. Comedy can't get it, and the ball gets by him. It's rolling down the right field line. Fairchild's got two. He wants three. Ball is stuck in the corner. Fairchild blows through the stop sign. Throw comes in towards the plate. Fortes bobbles it, tries to apply a tag on Fairchild. He can. He's safe. It's an inside-the-park home run for Stuart Fairchild. It's his fifth home run of the season. And that's how the Reds take a 2-1 lead here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Sanchez way too aggressive on that pop. Now you can't take the run off the board, but we can make an amendment there. The official scoring, because there was a bobble by Fortes on a not-so-great throw towards the plate, they had to go triple E4 because Fairchild actually stopped shy of the plate until he saw the ball was bobbled by Nick Fortes. So they go triple E4, but nonetheless, the Cincinnati Reds had a 2-1 to lead after five innings of play in this ballgame here tonight. Sam Maul came on in relief of Luke Weaver, and then Buck Farmer came on in relief of Maul in the top of the sixth inning. Braxton Garrett work six innings tonight he was fantastic he allowed two runs on six hits and six innings of work no walks and three strikeouts so this was a two to one Cincinnati lead going to the top of the seventh inning in this ball game tonight in four Cincinnati was Buck Farmer who got Jake Berger to fly out to right field and Joey Wendell the strikeout for the first two outs in the top of the seventh inning However, Buck Farmer then hit Nick Fortes. He was removed in favor of Lucas Sims in leading off for the first time as a Miami Marlin tonight through his first three plate appearances, including two at-bats. Jorge Soler was two for two with a couple of singles and a walk. He came to the dish with a man on base. He was representing the go-ahead run for Miami, facing Lucas Sims in the top of the seventh. 
Two for two on base three times today. Here's a swing and a drive. This is hit deep right center field. Friedel's on the run. Out of the warning track. Leaves. He can't get it. Jorge Soler has given the Marlins a 3-2 lead here in the top of the seventh inning. He's 3-3 three for three out of the leadoff spot here tonight. Brilliant move by Skip Schumacher. I would say it was certainly a brilliant move. Wow. Jorge Soler finishes the night. Three for three, a couple of singles, a two-run homer, and a walk. He was on base all four times out of the leadoff spot tonight. Behind him, Luis Arise, he was 0 for 4. So the Marlins led 3-2 to two going to the bottom of the seventh inning. Andrew Nardi pitched a perfect bottom of the seventh. Tanner Scott pitched a perfect bottom of the eighth inning. It included a couple of strikeouts. And on for the save, it would be his 16th of the season. His second is a Miami Marlin. In the bottom of the ninth inning was David Robertson. He got two, two Matt to fly out to center field for out number one. Spencer Steer then struck out looking for out number two. After David Robertson walked the pinch hitter Joey Votto, Christian Encarnacion Strand was down to his final strike here tonight. 2-2 to Encarnacion is called strike three over the outside corner. The Marlins snap a five-game skid. They've won their 25th one-run game of the season, and they come from behind for the 29th time tonight. They upend the Reds 3-2 in game two of this series. Braxton Garrett was tremendous. He pitched six innings, and he gave the ball club a chance. Everybody can breathe a sigh of relief. What a really nice quality overall team effort by the Miami Marlins here tonight. The Marlins, let's take a look at the totals for you. Three runs, seven hits, one error, five men left on base. And for Cincinnati in the losing effort, two runs, six hits, no errors, four men left on base. Braxton Garrett, the winning pitcher. Jorge Soler, the hero tonight. Garrett now 6-3 and three this season. Lucas Sims, the loser. He is 3-3 three and three for Cincinnati. David Robertson with his second save as a Miami Marlin, his 16th overall this season between his time split between New York and now Miami. Total time of game, two hours and 28 minutes here at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati in front of 26,201 in attendance here in downtown Cincinnati this evening. Beautiful night for baseball, 85 degrees, clear skies at first pitch. And with a victorious effort, the Marlins are now 59-56. and 56. The Cincinnati Reds are 60 and 56. The Marlins sit just a half game out of the third and final spot in the wild card race in the National League going into the rubber match tomorrow afternoon at 1235. That'll feature Johnny Cueto and Graham Ashcraft. For the Miami Marlins this evening, they struck out five, six, seven, eight, and that means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say, get his reaction after the Marlins snapped their five-game losing streak. Uh, Skip, that one ended in dramatic fashion there with the winning run at the plate. Just can you speak to the relief of just kind of getting this big win, the big hit, and uh, snapping that five-game losing streak? Yeah, I, I think um, lately we've been finding ways to lose instead of finding ways to win. And I think uh, today we found a way to win. Um, we played the game as good as we played in a while. I thought Joey Wendell uh, at shortstop's defense was as good as I've seen all year. Um, he's been so good over there. Um, saved a lot of runs, I think, for us or um, big innings. Um, Brax did great, exactly what we needed, except for that funky play, obviously, in right field and um, kind of hit the, the cutout uh, off the grass and you know obviously added a run. But other than that, um, he gave us exactly what we needed to put it, give it to our back end bullpen. Um, solely, uh, I mean, I don't. I mean, he's had big hit after big hit for us this year, and um, 
and he was uh, you know the story of the game other than you know, obviously Brax giving us six strong innings. Uh, obviously did a great job solely there at the top of the lineup on base four times and the three big the three hits and the one big one. Um, is that something that you could see him being in that leadoff spot more often? Is that just going to be kind of a case-to-case basis? Worked good today, so um, <laughs> there's a good chance. Uh, he feels comfortable there. Uh, I think if he plays right field, I don't know if I'd have him run in um, and hit leadoff, uh, maybe like at a home game. I don't know if that's ideal. Um, when he's DHing, I think that's there's a good chance you'll see him um, in the leadoff spot. I think that probably fits him most. Um, you know, coming in from right field, that's a long run for a big dude, and um, you know, trying to get ready to lead off a game. So I, I, I do feel like there's a chance though that um, that could happen still, uh, but it's. Uh, we'll have to take a look for it, you know, as we get going. You touched on Wendell with defense again. It's usually defense doesn't get noticed unless it's a really good play, a really bad play. But to have the steadiness that he has had, just you. Yeah, and he had a big hit today. Yeah. Two out RBI double um, to get us on the uh, on the board, and um, you know he's. He's been fighting. He knows he's not where he wants to be um, at the plate, and um, the guy works hard to get back to where he was, you know, about a month ago or 40 at bats ago, whatever it was. And um, so, but the thing that has been steady all year has been his defense. And uh, you ask any guy in there, he's, you know, he's the most vocal. He's leading a lot of those meetings, especially post game. Um, so to see him get a big hit and and have diving play after diving play uh, to his backhand side. Um, it was one of the main reasons why we won today. And perhaps what specifically was going well for him today? His two-seamer was really effective. Uh, a lot of ground balls, um, a lot of good uh, plays behind him. Um, I thought JB picked uh, some good balls over at first as well. And uh, But I thought the, the two-seam probably was the most effective pitch um, uh, today, just kind of off the barrel. How valuable has um, Andrew Nardi been since returning back from the IL? We needed him back. There's no doubt. Um, he lengthens that bullpen. You know, I, I used him in seventh, eighth, ninth inning, dirty innings. Um, maybe used him too much. Probably why he went on the IL, honestly, uh, because of how well he was going. And um, but man, is it good to have him back and uh, just solidify that seventh, eight, seventh or eighth inning, depending on guys who are who are down. Um, I got no problem with him being in the ninth inning as well. But if there's a leverage spot, I think, you know, everyone in that clubhouse is totally okay with Nardi coming in with righties or lefties. Oh, Robertson, don't think he's pitched since the second Fortnite. Good to be able, I know you're probably going to have to use him at some point, but to be able to use him in a, cl- in a safe situation. He was going to pitch tonight. Yeah. So luckily we were winning in the ninth. If uh, I like those better than just to get an inning down whatever, how many runs. So, um, yeah, it's good to get uh, a save uh, situation, um, do it against, uh, you know, the heart of their order. Um, not an easy one, especially here in this ballpark and Joey Votto on deck. Um, so it, it was a good win all the way around. Braxton Garrett um, being a left-hander, of course, faced a lineup that has mashed lefties this year, a top 10 uh, in the league and all hitting metrics with left-handers. Just talk to me a little bit more about his preparation and the result of his outing tonight. Uh, his preparation is the same no matter what, who he, who he faces. Um, that doesn't change. I think it's just he's a, he's a pitch maker. He has pitch ability. Um, he knows how to expose weaknesses, and you're going to see a lot of balls in the ground. He, he's sneaky, strikes out a lot of guys too. Um, and it's not just, you know, you don't see the high velo, but because he puts it where he wants it and has four different pitches, uh, different parts of the zone, you see a lot of weak contact and strikeouts. So um, he's smart. He's 
he's just a really smart kid. You ask anybody in that room as well of like, who do you want to, you know, take a, a test with or, you know, cheat on a test with It's probably <laughs> Braxton Garrett. Um, and so I, I think, uh, you know, that just shows you, you know, what he thinks, you know, nothing really speeds up for him out there. And, uh, and so he just, uh, it, it, the, the game slows down for him when he's on the mound. And Josh Bell, everything all right with him with the defensive replacement? Yes. And after what we talked about earlier today, I have to ask about um, Fortes catching Friedel stealing at third, and then like what were we kind of seeing from him behind the plate after maybe a shaky day yesterday? Yeah, he was frustrated on uh, one of the pass balls today, and then uh, a double I think right after that, um, and then for him to you know throw someone out was was obviously a good thing for him and. Uh, I, listen, I don't worry about Nick Fortes' catching. You know, this is 162 games. Um, the way I pinch hit, uh, he usually him or Stallings end up coming in one of the games. Um, so he plays a lot, just like Stallings will play a lot uh, to finish games or whatever it is. And both of them are doing a good job behind the plate. So I, I don't worry about their defense. David Robertson closed it out for the Marlins in the ninth. I got a chance to catch up with him after the game. That conversation starts right now. All right, Kyle, thank you here with David Robertson. David, let's just first start with this team. You guys have lost five in a row. How relieving was it for you guys tonight to just get back in the win column? Yeah, I mean, we needed to do that. We've got a great squad. We just haven't been putting it together for the last few days. And, uh, you know, we hung in there tight today. We, we scored just enough runs. We pitched really well, and uh, we stayed in the ball game. It seemed like there was a lot of excitement going on during this game and uh, came out with a win. I know the last two appearances for you, you, you wish you had them back, but here tonight, what was your approach? I know you faced four, five, six. You got seventh there. What was, how'd you attack? Well, I just tried to throw strikes. I mean, I didn't really, didn't really want to give in to Botto right there. He's such a good hitter, and uh, you make one mistake, he'll put it in the seats. Um, uh, you know, just couldn't make a, qual- a good enough pitch there. Ended up having to walk him and uh, move on to the next hitter. Your reaction when Jorge Soler sent that shot in the seventh? I was pretty excited. I mean, he hit it, and, and, and it's tough because in this park, a lot of balls that go up in the air, you think they're gone, and, and it was nice to see one finally go over for us. David, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, Kyle. Back to you. Quick turnaround. Grab the coffee. Grab the eggs. A little brunch for you. It's a 12:35 first pitch. As the Marlins look to take this series in Cincinnati, I've got Marlins on deck at 12 o'clock. We hope you can join us. As always, let's flip the M together, Miami. It's Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.